Talk 104.1, and howdy doody, everyone. It is Thursday. Tomorrow we will be broadcasting live from Scrambler's Friday Roadshow. That is sponsored by Affordable Towing. Mitch McConnell wins re-election as Senate GOP leader. Leadership stays the same. Uh, meanwhile, Paul Ryan, and we, it, it's, it's remarkable how we are repeating history with these establishment Republicans, almost word for word. There's only one Republican that can't beat Trump, or sorry, that can't beat Biden, and that's Donald Trump. Any other Republican could. Now, substitute the word Biden with Clinton, and this is a repeat all over again. Now, this I don't let me tell you there's a word that needs to change. I think it was Bill Bennett and it's a lot of these heavy hitters that had been supportive of Trump. They're coming out and they're saying that he can't beat Biden. That word is totally and completely incorrect. Now, that doesn't mean that he would beat Biden or whomever ends up running on the Democrat ticket. There's a difference between can't and won't. Can't means that there is no circumstance in which it can possibly happen. Won't means, based on my assessment of the circumstances, I don't think that that is going to be the outcome. Those are two totally separate things. And it really grates on me, this, this, uh, with grand authority, the decisions handed down on high by some of these talking heads that that he can't, Trump can't win. Republicans can't win if Trump is on the ticket. Yes, they can. Doesn't mean that they necessarily will. There's a lot that depends on it. How you can make a declaration anyhow, not even knowing if Joe Biden's going to be alive by the time that election rolls around. I, it, it's it's to me insulting. It is a shift in the mindset back to the days of telling Republican voters. It, it's almost like okay, we're fi- we finally have the opportunity to get rid of this guy and to take power back from the people, from the voters. Because make no mistake about it, the the. Trump nomination, the Trump election, was an event that wrestled power away from the elites, at least in the capacity of of choosing the Republican candidate and then, of course, electing president of the United States. The establishment was very comfortable telling us what loser we should accept. They were very comfortable telling us that John McCain was, of course, the one candidate that could beat Barack Obama. Oh, yes, he, he, was, he was the one that could do it. And so, of course, they got their way, and John McCain got the nomination, and he did not beat Barack Obama. And then Mitt Romney, he's the one guy, oh, he's the one guy that moderates will like. He's the one guy that can reach across the aisle. He's the one guy that that can, you know, win this election, that can kick Barack Obama out of office. He's the one guy. And Republicans listened, and okay, you know what you're talking about. You're the experts in this. So we'll go ahead and pick this guy. And then, of course, did he win? Answer was no. 
while there wasn't for 2016 a particular pick in which they said, this is the individual that you have to choose. There was one that universally they said, well, not that guy. Like, of all these people on stage here, not that one. Jeb Bush was sort of a favorite uh, amongst the establishment to continue on with the Bush dynasty. And, and of course, well, he was a popular governor of Florida, and he's bilingual, and he'll bring all of these Hispanics to the Republican Party, and he'll deliver Florida, and Trump is the one that can't do it. Not won't, but can't do it. He is the only candidate of all the Republicans that will not win the White House. And, of course, we know how it played out. And it's just remarkable that some of these same people, and Paul Ryan is one of them, the headline, Paul Ryan, of course, former Speaker of the House, says McCarthy will clinch speakership and anyone not named Trump can beat Biden. So we're right back to the establishment Republican Party, and they're finally, finally kicking you out of the room. They're finally, you annoying, know-nothing hillbillies that wrestled away power, that wrestled away, that started making these decisions based on what you wanted, not on what they told you, and they think this is the moment. This is the moment to put you back in their place. And after a a win of the nomination, in which they were wrong, you were right. After a win of the presidency, in which they were wrong, you were right. After Supreme Court justice nominations, finally turning the tide in terms of law protecting all human beings, not just certain ones, but all human beings, as they should be in a country where we we respect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, you were right. The establishment was wrong. The establishment that always said, well, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. Roe v. Wade, it'll never happen. Trump pushed forward saying, those are the people I'm going to nominate. Peace in the Middle East, renegotiating NAFTA, all the things they said couldn't happen. You said otherwise. You were right. They were wrong. And now they see this as their moment. All of that is irrelevant. All of those insurmountable obstacles and challenges that Trump conquered, defying what all of the establishment said could be done. But because of the way that these latest midterms turned out, that erases all of that. You are supposed to go back into your little hidey hole and once again wait for your marching orders from the establishment to tell you whom it is that you should pick. Now, listen, again, I'm not, this isn't a declaration that uh, that means Trump should be the winner. That, that's an, that, you know, my approach on this is that is a decision that each individual person as a participant in the Republican nomination process, is going to make. That's your. That's totally up to you. And I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with people who, who look at Trump and say, he's the one guy who always defies the odds. What, we're all of a sudden going to believe that now he can't do it? I think that's a perfectly reasonable approach for a person to take. You have other people that that believe the landscape has changed. And so the 
the, the, the things that are needed for us in this country to get back on the right track. While once upon a time, Trump was the only person that could get us there, uh, there are other people, Ron DeSantis being one of them, that I believe are more palatable towards independence. And so I think that he can do just as great of a job in terms of results as Trump, but probably have a better chance of actually winning because of his presentation. I think that's a perfectly reasonable position to take. It's not about pro-Trump, anti-Trump, not about pro, you know, in the context of, of what I speak at this moment. It's about the, the establishment, once again, just tell, telling you, here's who you have to pick. I, frankly, I don't know why they even bother having the, the, the popular vote, if you will, in the way of primaries or caucuses, uh, dictate whom it is that gets nominated because it's clear they don't want the people, they don't want the voters having the ultimate and final say, which is why they're once again trying to strong arm you through public pressure and their declarations of Trump can't do it, he's the only one who can't do it, which I, it's just, you, you want to go, are, are you, did you just go back to 2015 and look up your notes and think, I'm going to start over from here once again? And I love this, and uh, no disrespect to Pence, I think Pence is probably one of the most honest, moral, ethical human beings that occupies politics today. He's not necessarily inspiring for me as an individual. He's on CNN talking about how, in, in you know, of course, every Republican, the goal right now is to drive wedges amongst Republican voters and Republican officials. And so every Republican is that, what do you think about Trump? What do you think about Trump? What do you think about Trump? Mike Pence, who again, I, I, in certain capacity that I have tremendous respect for, notes that he believes it's time for new leadership. Why isn't that the stance being taken when it comes to Mitch McConnell? <laughs> I mean, it's just, we hear, it, and it's the establishment Republicans that oftentimes present this when it comes to, well, we just need new leadership. Oh, you mean except for everybody else? Except for the people who have been in there running certain aspects of their wings of the Republican Party, certain components of the Republican Party for 40, 50, 60 years. Oh, th that leadership is fine to stay. It's Trump that needs to go. It's, it's crap. Jason Ryman, he's got the latest news update. The bomb squad had to be called to a business in Clever this week. One person was arrested after police in Clever, Missouri, found what looked like a homemade explosive device. Police made a stop Tuesday in the parking lot of a Dollar General store. The bomb squad was called in to destroy the device. No one was hurt. The Justice Department says it's investigating whether Missouri has violated civil rights laws by needlessly institutionalizing adults with severe mental illnesses. The federal agency saying it will review whether Missouri's use of guardianships and conservatorships instead of less restrictive forms of assistance needlessly strips people of their independence. Another round of testing has found no harmful radioactive contamination at a Missouri elementary school, leaving school board members to wonder if there's really any risk at that now closed school. Janet Elementary School in Florissant closed last month after testing by a private company found contamination 
The Army Corps of Engineers followed up with its own study and found no contamination. Then the Hazelwood School District ordered a third round of testing from a private engineering company. That company told the board Tuesday night the building and grounds are not contaminated. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, mostly sunny day, high of 47. There's a slight chance of rain and snow tonight, down to 21 for a low tomorrow. Mostly cloudy, chance of morning flurries, high of 32. 40 on Saturday, Sunday sunny, high of 46. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. American Transmissions, talk at text line 447. KSGF. Uh, Trump did a lot of good things, says one message, but until these presidents stop bypassing Congress with executive orders, any policies put in place are temporary. Another um, noting, wasn't it the establishment that pulled money away from key races in midterms, but yet it's Trump's fault? Uh, Let me address that here, because I'm hearing some commentators and experts downplay that because it wasn't really that much money. One of the examples that is often cited in terms of Mitch McConnell's involvement in this is that he pulled like nine million or eight million out of Arizona uh, and uh, put it elsewhere. Of course, these dollars are fungible, but at the same time here he's funneling money up to Alaska in which a Republican is going to win either which way because of their convoluted voting system up there. And he was trying to prevent an anti-establishment Republican for winning and keep Murkowski in there. And I've heard some note that the amount of money that was taken out of Arizona, that it is ridiculous to cite that as a reason why Blake Masters may have lost. Because that amount of money is a drop in the bucket. Whether or not... You know, if McConnell had not done that, would that have made a difference? I don't know the answer to that. But here's what I do know. It's not just about the money. It's about the message it sends. Simply looking at a dollar figure and saying $9 million would not have made a difference is a bit naive. Because when that happened, that was big news. That was the that was utilized by the media and nationally it occurred so i can only imagine what people in arizona were were you know bombarded with but the message was mitch mcconnell's acknowledging that you know the only reason a party pulls money out of pulls money out of a particular race is is if they write it off and think we can't win it anyway so what's the point wasting money so it was the message that it sent it wasn't the money so much it is to some degree like defunding the police when you have the left cut by 10% a budget or even 1% of a budget in the name of social equity or, or whatever, be it whatever cause that you want to label on it, when you see a subsequent increase in crime, it's not because the budget was cut so much as it was a message that was sent that the establishment is not on the side of law enforcement. The real value to the Democrats in Mitch McConnell pulling 
a, a tiny, tiny fraction of the dollar amount that it was flowing into Arizona. Uh, it, you know, it, it wasn't the, the impact wasn't that dollar amount. It was the message it sent. Now, I don't know if that message was a strong enough message, if that stopped the momentum uh, enough to where Blake Masters would have won otherwise. I don't know the answer to that. But my point is simply looking at the dollar amount and claiming it in and of itself wasn't enough to make a difference is focusing on the wrong area of impact that a move like that has. On Wednesday's broadcast of the Fox News Channel's Fox and Friends, Representative Michael Waltz, he is a Republican from Florida, said that Republicans can succeed with mail-in voting that has integrity and need to figure out how to work within the voting laws in blue states and fight on that battlefield and how to get out rural and senior citizens and other voters with integrity to vote as much as possible. Now, what is occurring here is because of what some of us said way in advance, was going to be the suicide mission of Republicans, and that is allowing, in states where they had some say, these laws to pass early voting. In Missouri now, you know, we've got a couple weeks of early voting here. It's not nearly as bad in Missouri as a lot of other states because we don't have the drop boxes and we don't have two months of early voting. But still, and noting that this is it's essentially legalizing illegal voting, And there's one reason that Democrats wanted to do it, because they recognized it was a way to start winning in areas that they would not win over the issues. And Republicans just, you know, la, 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 just sort of skip through the fields. No, it'll be fine. Oh, no, it's a compromise. We got something, you know, we got photo ID thrown in there. Oh, for Pete's sakes. The amount of vote, the, I don't even want to walk down that path. I'll just tell you this. Democrats come way out ahead when it comes to compromising on these election laws. And there are a there's there's a growing recognition amongst Republicans that, well, these are the new rules of the game. And so we're just going to have to learn to play by them. We are going to also now have to figure out how to go out and gather up ballots as quickly as possible, as if this is the the uh, final portion of supermarket sweep. Because with the Democrats, the way that they have oper- operated under these new election laws, it's about c- getting as many ballots as possible convincing people to vote for them is irrelevant to them. Enthusiasm gap is irrelevant to them. This is why they recognize early on, while so many of us sort of naively were like, they've got Katie Hobbs in Arizona. She's just refusing to debate. They've got, they're, they're just refusing to debate. I mean, what's that going to look like? It didn't matter to them. Because if you're ballot harvesting, if you're not looking for votes, you're just looking for ballots, it doesn't matter what your candidate does. You can have a candidate that can't even talk. Let me tell you, and so with this recognition by a lot of Republicans saying, well, that's just a game we're going to have to play. Let me tell you, that to me is heartbreaking in a country that was founded on ideas and ideals. And well-reasoned, deep thought, deep searching, deep debate And that approach that led to a 5,000-year leap of intellectual evolution, not just in this country, but that it 
it spread in certain capacities. The rest of the world were recipients of it. And that we are apparently, because of what we have allowed to happen in this country with the way that voting now is occurring, shifted away from the idea that you have opposing sides with opposing ideas that are going to get out there, talk to the voters, and explain to them, this is why we want you to vote for us. These are our results. These are our ideas. This is why we believe it's superior. And this is why we believe that you voting for us is the best direction for the country and instead it's turning into a game show where you have 60 seconds or 60 days to run around grabbing up as many ballots as you possibly can. It's all about numbers, not ideas. And it, it, to me, is just a sign of how detached we are from what we once upon a time were in this country. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, you got uh, just a couple days left to submit your hunting photos. Show us your best shot contest we have at ksgf.com. Uh, of course, so many of you have been posting your your photos uh, on social media. And here's a way to get a $500 gift certificate from Quick Draw Gun. Quick Draw Gun, by the way, are, they are fantastic people. Um, so why not submit it? ksgf.com. And... Then one will be chosen. If it is you, you'll get that $500 gift card for Quick Draw Gun. It's all at KSGF.com. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast. Mostly sunny today. High of 47. Wind chills cut through you just a bit in the teens. Slight chance of rain, snow tonight. Low of 22. Mostly cloudy. Chance of flurries in the morning tomorrow with a high of 32 and uh saturday sunny high of 40 there's a story it's um associated press team from black college quits tournament after after racial abuse uh, a woman's volleyball team at a small historically black college withdrew from their conference tournament in alabama after a member after a member was subjected to racial abuse during an awards banquet official said a talladega college player using a feature that allows nearby cell phones to transfer data to each other, received a racially motivated picture during the Southern State Athletic Conference's Volleyball Awards Banquet held last week during the tournament in Montgomery, the conference said. In a statement, officials did not release the details of what the image showed, which, by the way, that really annoys me every time there's some news story. And it's all based around some sort of message, some sort of symbol that is the cause of something uh, very disruptive, but it's like, but we're not going to tell you what it is. You know what? Then don't do this story. I, I, I mean, it just, it's sort of an important part of the story, but that's not the point here. Commissioner Mike Hall said in an interview yesterday, it's just a very unfortunate thing. We wish it hadn't happened. The team left the banquet and quit the entire tournament. The college said in a statement issued in support of the players' actions. So I hear this story, and it just causes me to reflect on the evolution of people's behavior and the evolution of what we considered to be defiant and and brave. 
And I remember, I wasn't alive at the time, but one of the, the historical moments that we oftentimes reflect upon in, in the context of the Olympics is, uh, you know, the name Jesse Owens, for example, and you know, the Olympics in Nazi Germany. And, and one of the most remembered aspects of that is here, you got Hitler and the Nazis and they're like, master race, white race, and kind of had that Margaret Sanger approach to black people that they were inferior. And we took great pride in the fact that that the response of black Olympians was, we'll show you. <laughs> we're going to come into your country and we're going to whoop some butt. And did so. They were just totally defiant. And they said, we're going to show you what superior is. We are not going to let you dictate to us what we do. We have trained for this. We have worked for this. We know who we are. We are the best in the world. And we're not going to let some tiny man who is a racist derail what it is that we have set out to do. And that was seen as, as, of course, as brave as sort of the American spirit and incredible. Now, the way that these sort of situations are, are approached is to essentially give in, if you will, uh, you know, do the opposite. Instead of showing defiance, instead of saying, you're not going to control me, you're not going to control my behavior, it's, we're just going to leave. And the quote from the school, to me, is such a remarkable quote, referencing the fact that they decided we're just going to quit and not even play in the tournament. We're going to go home. This is the quote from the school. We commend the women's volleyball team. We celebrate them for their bravery. We honor them for their commitment to their founding principles of Talladega College as well as the tenets of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it was in particular labeling that as brave that I just thought was, it's the thing that struck me because once upon a time, bravery was standing up to that sort of thing by saying, you will not divert me. Here I am a player. I'm in college. I love this sport. I'm good at it. I think we're better than you, which is why we're in this tournament, and nothing's going to stop us. And 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 you know, again, back to the the Olympics and uh, black athletes in Germany and taking that approach to where now bravery is being a victim. Bravery is say is saying, well, we're just not going to even be in this, and and giving up. I mean, th- this is what you trained for. You're going to let. One person that sent you something on a cell phone dictate your behavior? That's bravery? I suppose it's all in the eye of the beholder, and I don't, some may think that is the brave approach, that, that it's cowardice to stand up to it and to show, no, we're better than that, and we're better than you, and we're not going to allow you to, to dictate our behavior. We're going to move forward because you're insignificant to us. Your thoughts, your beliefs are irrelevant. They're irrelevant in this place in history, and they're irrelevant to us. Some people would see that as brave, but apparently in this day and age, and it seems to really infect the university mindset, Bravery is instead doing the opposite. 
and letting that person cause an entire team to decide, well, we're just going to give up on our dreams, our aspirations, and go home instead. It's very interesting how definitions and perceptions of things such as bravery change over time. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. If you haven't done yet, get those vehicles in A1 Custom Car Care, all of that winterization. So many times, people's cars, your car will not start or it will break down during the cold winter months. That uh, weather has an impact, just like your home, right? We always talk about winterizing your home. We, we take a great deal of care when those temperatures drop to, you know, sometimes if it's real low at night, we keep the, the, the water uh, at a drip so that they don't freeze, pipes don't burst. That's preventative maintenance, and you do it so you don't cause uh, a, a, a catastrophic issue that's going to be just devastating to your pocketbook and to your plans for the upcoming day. Uh, vehicles are the same in a number of different ways. They've got fluids. They have hoses. They have belts. And these things, uh, during the winter months, some of those particularly cold nights, uh, may not be able to withstand it if they're not in premium condition. And that's why you got to prep ahead of time. A1 Custom Car Care, they'll do it for you. All their location info under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. It is amazing to me. You get hypocrisy in politics, right? I mean, it's just something that is oftentimes easy to identify. And politics, it, and politicians don't have a monopoly on it by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, just people are people. But it is almost as if sometimes Democrats are in your face about it. They, 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 they'll take an instance or a candidate and you think that just for giggles, they decide we are going to be as hypocritical as absolutely possible just to show people we can. And people will still support us. Raphael Warnock is an instance of that. Warnock, of course, once again, runoff election, this time against Herschel Walker in Georgia. Now, Raphael Warnock has been accused of domestic abuse by his ex-wife, and she's talked about how he's powerful. I mean, and, and you know, just the, the fear that she has. Um, it cracks me up because when this came about last time, and one of the things that his wife accused him of, it was mostly emotional abuse, but that he ran over her foot with a car or something. And a lot of Democrats defended it by saying it was no big deal. And I thought, man, boy, talk about taking us back to the 50s. <laughs> Where a husband oh just slaps his wife around a little bit. It's like I you know, and it's like it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, she was hysterical anyhow. It, it was just getting her under control. I mean, it was just you some of the Democrats that defended it with that verbiage that, you know, oh, it's being blown out of proportion. I thought, how many times did an abused wife's husband tell that to the police when they came knocking? Well, she's just blowing things out of proportion. We also hear separation of church and state. How, how often do we hear that? I mean, in fact, Mike Pence was being mocked recently by Jimmy Kimmel because of his Christian beliefs. But of course, Raphael Warnock is a preacher that still preaches from the pulpit and preaches political messages while he is in campaign. The guy himself is campaigning. 
The Democrats are a party that talk about separation of church and state. They're also a party that go, that run around threatening to uh, punish churches that even come close to suggesting you should su- uh, support Republicans. They start threatening them uh, with their tax-exempt status. So here's a story. Senator Raphael Warnock on Sunday. This is from the pulpit preaching as a U.S. senator said people who criticize his church for evicting residents from its low-income apartment building, quote, attack the church of Jesus Christ. He's sort of Fauci-esque in this way, you know. If you attack me, you're attacking science. So if you attack Senator Warnock and the the, uh, apartments that his church own, you are attacking Jesus. This is what I'm talking about with Democrats almost flaunting hypocrisy. They have a U.S. senator that they are currently campaigning for who preaches from a church saying if you criticize him, you're criticizing Jesus. I don't even know where church and state starts and stops in that one. Warnock has come under fire following a Washington Free Beacon report that his Ebenezer Baptist Church, where he is the senior pastor, owns an apartment building that moved to evict residents during the pandemic for as little as $28.55 in past due rent. Warnock on Sunday, from the pulpit, alluded to the criticisms while delivering a sermon telling the congregation that he was, quote, troubled by the folk who have the nerve and unmitigated audacity to attack the church, which he called the spiritual home of Martin Luther King Jr., America's Freedom Church. And this is, of course, in the context of of the campaign, because this is one of the criticisms, and this is another area of hypocrisy, where Democrats are always talking about, Looking out for the little guy. Affordable living. And Warnock, his church, evicts people during the pandemic or attempts to because they're 28 bucks behind in rent. Now, the Free Beacon showed a whole number of other. I mean, it's just. It, it, it is the thing that nightmares are made of. This apartment complex. It, 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 we're talking about the sort of living conditions that one would expect to find in the third world country. Dead bot rotting corpses. At one point he hired a guy who had killed his girlfriend. I mean his 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 arrest record wasn't anything that was secret. They learned that the Columbia Tower management hired a convicted murderer who is now charged with killing one of Warnock's tenants. Fire department constantly getting called there because the elevator, they refuse to fix the elevator. People are constantly getting stuck in it. I mean, it it is, it truly is, if you were to create some horror film, like a a Rob Zombie film, and the setting was a hellhole of a living condition apartment complex, it would be Warnock's apartment complex. Now, you look at how much. The Democrats love to try and bring down religious or you know people that are 
that carry the Christian mantle that are also beloved by many conservatives. Right now on Netflix, there's an entire series that is completely picking apart the Falwell family. Now, you may recall it was a few years ago. I think it's Falwell's kid who took over down there. And there's all sorts of, like, his wife is having an affair with the pool boy and uh, all sorts of allegations. I, I don't know all the details of it. Never been a follower of, of the Falwells. Uh, so wasn't really in my realm of interest. But by all appearances, there were a lot of things that were going on that in no way, shape, or form are a good representation of Christianity. Oh, man, let's make a Netflix special out of that. Let's show what total hypocrites. When when you have an instance, they love to just rip Joel Olstein. Again, somebody I'm not I'm not a follower of, so this isn't a defense or, you know, some people who are Christians don't like the guy. But because a lot of conservative Christians do tend to, or he's at least seen as somebody that conservative Christians or Republicans follow and like, they just look for any instance they can to rip him apart. And it may be valid sometimes, again, not in my uh, area of, of uh, focus. But here, the, the, here is a guy that by all accounts is a horrible person. A guy who has been accused of domestic violence. A guy who has been accused, and I don't think it's disputed, trying to evict people, during elderly people during the pandemic, over $28.55. Knowingly hired a killer to work in the apartment who then killed one of the tenants. Such deplorable working conditions, refusing to fix things such as the elevator, so firefighters constantly have to go and rescue scared elderly people. Oh, but this is a guy. Oh, yeah. Herschel Walker, though, you know, we found two anonymous people that claim that he paid for their abortions 30 years ago. Which is something you'd think that they would praise because he's supporting a woman's right to choose. the the support and the money that democrats are pouring in to get this slumlord hypocritical preacher elected while they talk about separation of church and state while they talk about we need to keep jesus and religion out of politics while they talk about holding accountable slumlords and 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 while they talk about the me too movement protecting women all the time i mean this guy is the op he he, he is what they describe as the worst enemy what they claim they are warriors against yet here they are you, it's almost as if they have no soul. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Ozark Outdoor Lighting. OzarkOutdoorLighting.com. Uh, I know by at this point a lot of you already have Christmas lights up. Seeing them in my neighborhood. And uh, if you haven't, you already have plans for it. When it comes March and you're finally taking them down, remember Ozark Outdoor Lighting and the fact that they can take care of all that for you. It's what I'm having done this year. Putting them up, taking them down. Bulbs go out, they replace them. 
25% discount from, uh, you know, the first year to the next. You can change color schemes if you want to. They do an incredible job, but that's got to be the best part. So just in, in I don't, you may take them down in January and it's really cold and, uh, or you may be one of those, you just, you put it off and you put it off and you put it off when you're taking those down and you're hating it. Just remember Ozark Outdoor Lighting. You can find them on uh, online, OzarkOutdoorLighting.com. There was a a story, Louis Farrakhan defending Kanye and Kyrie Irving demands that Jews repent for slavery. Where is the media condemning Farrakhan? Where is it? Where are the Democrats where are the Democrats demanding that his church be investigated and their tax-exempt status? I mean, anytime Kanye West says something that is, uh, is considered to be anti-Semitic, I mean, they're all over it. They are out there, any microphone they can find, condemning him as a danger. But one of their own, Louis Farrakhan, whose ring they still to this day like to kiss who clearly is unapologetically anti-Semitic and total silence.